Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome back to the Perny Show. To all my returners, hello. It is nice to know that you are still coming back to hang with me one time for the two time for the three time. <laughs> and to all the newcomers, hello. How are you doing today? Hello, hello. I'm Perny, your host, and I am just your everyday mom assisting single moms like me or any mom similar to me who is on their millionaire journey. And when I say millionaire, I'm talking about being more financially capable, able, able, disciplined, obedient, hello, and structuring and nurturing our financial landscape for our family, for our friends, and for ourselves. This episode was originally supposed to be about maybe saving some debt, saving some debt, <laughs> paying off some debt. And also the following was uh, pay yourself first. But there are some things that are on my heart that I wanted to speak to you about. And when I say speak to you, I mean, speak to someone so that we can have an understanding of where I am in my financial journey and how I got here. And hopefully we can relate to each other in this conversation. So if we go back an episode or two, we find out that I am in the business of buying only first class tickets, okay? All vacations paid for, honey um apartment in the city and a lake house maybe with three floors i mean just doing it up those are my plans for my life okay and to make 500,000 plus each year originally originally those were not my plans when i was younger those were not my plans my plans were to only be financially able to buy things that's all I want I just wanted to buy stuff you know how it is you just want to buy can I have this can I have that can I get this can I get these shoes that car you know all these material things because that's what I grew up around and that's what we're going to talk about yes Uh uh-huh (laughs) we're going to talk about the history of money the history of money in my family Whew, let me take a deep breath. You know what? Let me take a sip before I get up in this. Whew, okay, I promise you it's not going to be long, but I just want to talk to you for a minute because maybe somebody can relate to this. Mmm, sipping that Tazo Passion tea mixed with some elderberry tea. Okay, when I was growing up, I'm 38 now. All I saw in regards to money, let me, let me, let me break it down for you. I stayed with my grandmother for a while and all she did was pay bills. I never saw my grandmother buy anything nice for herself in my time of being with her. That may not be true before I was in her presence 
or after. Well, after I, you know, well, I was there. But I never know my grandma to go out of her way to buy nice things, you know, nice perfumes, nice shoes, nice clothes. I knew her to shop, right? I remember shopping at Kmart. <laughs> Y'all remember Kmart, right? I remember shopping at Kmart, Payless. Um, those are the main two stores. Even the grocery stores that we went to were off brand. We shopped at, what's that? What's, what's the name of that? Place Super something. Let's just say it was a common thing and it was a habit in our household. She always had a man around assisting with paying the bills always like clockwork how much they contributed i have no idea <laughs> i just know that they were contributing something bills were getting paid the lights were on the gas were on i don't ever recall taking cold showers i remember there being food on the table but not always good food on the table which is why i'm vegan today and you would know that by going back to my first and second episode of the perny show and other than that oh well yeah that my grandma spent a lot of money on alcohol that was her drug of choice that was how she soothed herself that is how she felt normal and cigarettes those were two common things in her life that was was a hard it was it was like her bread and butter let's just say that it was like her bread and butter she ate it every day and i was there and she ate it multiple times a day when i went to live with my mother let's go back a little bit as time went on as i continued to get older and whatnot my grandmother habits remained the same i can i can proudly say actually <laughs> my grandma was the most consistent person i had ever met she her attitude didn't change much regarding money her habits didn't change much regarding money it was always getting money pay a bill buy a drink buy some cigarettes and if she could afford to give a little extra to her family members, she did, which she did often. And most of the time it wasn't much. It was $20 here, $100 there, right? But for somebody that was not working, because my grandmother did not work the entire time I knew her, she still had a place to stay. She still paid her bills. She still gave family members money how she did all this oh uh, i don't have a clue i don't I, actually it's a miracle because i don't know how anybody living and thriving and surviving but remember she always had a man in the house so i don't know what bills he paid i remember her getting a ssi check i remember that she did have hip hip surgery uh that's the only thing that i remember her having and my grandmother was kind of young for her age. So I don't know why she didn't work. But that's a story for another time. I guess she didn't have to. 
I mean, I don't, I don't blame her. My grandma was busy in the house. She was more old school, more traditional. She believed in cooking, cleaning, uh, ironing the man's clothes, being at his beck and call. I mean, to the point where she would wear lipstick and perfume and powder to bed and her nice gown to bed. So she was more so of a housewife, but was never a wife. When I transitioned out of my mom, my grandmother's house, who I called mama, to my mom's house, very similar habits. You know, my mom, she worked. Well, my my mother was different in the sense that she worked. She had um, she had a job or two jobs actually. She would always have a full time job, then a part time job. She we lived in the hood. Okay, I lived in the hood with my grandmother too. And South Central, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and then, you know, there was this one time where we lived in the more, what is it called? What, what do we want to call that? More cleaner environment. There were a lot more Caucasian people around. I know that and Asians. And, and I remember, and I say that because I remember that the environment was completely different. There were really no black people. And um, it was maybe me and another black child that was in the this large apartment complex that we lived in. And there were only maybe four black kids at the school that I went to. And that was for a year. During that time, I can tell the change in pay um, had changed for my mom. She, We lived in a nicer apartment. We lived in a nicer environment. She eventually got a newer car. Um, I had nicer clothes. Things had changed, right? But financial habits were the same. Even though my mom had money, and she always had money, there was, I don't ever, between her and my grandmother, I don't ever recall a conversation in regards to saving, investing, putting money aside. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any of those conversations. And if they, if they happened, they happened much later <laughs> when I was around 16, 17, 18, when my expenses started to increase as a young woman, I was active in school. I remember my mom saying she couldn't pay for things. Um, I was, I was very active in school actually. And I remember a teacher, you know, had to pay for something I needed for dance. Now, I can't say we were broke. I know that sounds crazy, right? I never felt like we were broke. Even though we there were times where we didn't have much food in the house, we had to eat noodles, which I loved actually still to this day I absolutely love noodles. Can you believe that? We ate sandwiches we ate i mean there was a time when there was only whipped cream and pepperoncinis in the refrigerator and we ate that and i didn't feel a way about it i love the pepperoncinis and i love the whipped cream and i still love those things today <laughs> i still love those things today maybe it's a nostalgic thing i don't know but 
maybe I'm carrying my childhood trauma into my reality. <laughs> I don't know. But I do love those things and I still buy them on a regular basis. I don't ever remember a time where there was no food in the refrigerator at my grandmother's house. I'm going to be honest with you. My grandma is the reason why I ended up gaining weight because I would go to her house after school and make two sandwiches with three slices of bread. I was I would do it up, you know. But, you know, it's grandma's house, right? Grandma always going to have some food. So I don't remember any conversations about money, putting money aside. I don't remember them. They gave me money over the course of the years, but money to maybe buy a cookie or some soda from school. I never had to save up for anything. Um, everything was last minute. Every financial thing that needed to be taken care of was more of a last minute thing than a in advance thing. And so, of course, if we come to present day, and let me dial back for just a second. If we if I take a assessment of the other women in my family, right, because there weren't many men. If I take an assessment to, you know, look at the other women in my family, I, they were very similar. They all had the same habits, except my godmother. My godmother had a completely different habit, completely okay she re she put money i don't i don't know what her mom did why she stepped out and and made how she cha made the change but my great aunt worked for the irs and uh rest her rest her soul rest my grandmother's soul as well but she moved to you know a prominent neighborhood at one point and she worked a very good job had a very good man in a house who also worked a great job she bought nice things she believed in saving she was you know one of those typical working women who believed in having nice things and actually saving for the things that she wanted and working hard for the things that she wanted i wasn't exposed to that <laughs> I wasn't. I saw her maybe once a year during the summertime when, when my family, uh, me and my grandmother, went to the Bay Area to visit her sisters. And so, I did not get ever <laughs> develop the habit, obviously from childhood, to be financially stable maybe stable in some sense right but as far as growing my money that was not a thing no mm -mm. nurturing my money no hoarding my money perhaps yes like holding it and, and trying to hold on to it yes there you know that scarcity mindset that fear that at the at a moment's notice you're gonna have to do something with this money and you're not gonna be able to get it again money just didn't come to me fast enough in my mom's or my grandmother's household in the household I was in it just didn't come fast enough and when it did come you know it was a dollar here it was maybe a dollar two dollars at max maybe five um, it was nothing substantial and it was nothing to really save there were times where I was I needed to go to school and buy food and so I was always at a zero balance essentially when I became an adult, you can imagine that I'd had very, very similar 
habits and characteristics as my an attitude as my parents did and for many years many years i had the same habits overdrawn bank accounts um closed bank accounts having a lot of jobs one job two job three jobs working my behind off spending a lot of money on a lot of things a lot of nothing a lot of some things too right because we need there's necessities paying bills not paying bills on time paying bills early paying bills late giving people money i didn't have giving people money that i did have you know i had all the traits i can definitely say that i was a little more generous with money mentally not physically if my friends had ever ever asked me for money i would give it to them and yeah actually and i have to think really i have to really say yes to that because there were some friends that did and you know we didn't really borrow we just gave each other money yes asking for money that was a part <laughs> that was a part of it <laughs> and so um which which i can really appreciate it's always nice to have people in your life who you can call on if you need five you know fifty dollars but after having my daughter all of that changed <laughs> i knew for a fact that i wanted to improve my financial understanding i knew it as soon as i got pregnant and i said no i need to go to school so i can be an expert at this i remember saying that over and over and over again i want to go to school so i can be a financial expert that doesn't mean i'm going to be an accountant but i wanted to be the best at money i wanted to know everything about money what it does what it doesn't do how to to save it appropriately how to stretch it how to keep it and still grow money at the same time how to nurture it how to loan it out how to give it out how to increase it i wanted to know everything well i got pregnant and i didn't spend time doing those things i spent time doing other things and my habits continue to remain as is I remember being married and my ex-husband said that one reason he was divorcing me is because we have too many financial issues. And, you know, that kind of hurt. It kind of hurt. It was true in a sense, but it kind of hurt because the financial burden wasn't completely on me. It was on both of us. It was our prerogative and priority to make sure our, our household had what it needed. And as soon as I met my ex, I was in school. Um, I had money, actually. I had uh, money in savings. I actually had money in savings. Yeah, I had like $6,000, actually. I had $6,000 in savings for the first time in my life that was in my 401k and I hadn't touched it and you know from where I come from it's easy to just pull that money out and be like hey where are we going today you know I didn't <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I was young I was I was probably the only 26 
27 28 year old with a 401k that's i'm <sighs> if i wasn't i don't know but i that was pretty dope i think that i was and i mean out of my friends i was the first i i was the first of many things let's just clear that up but i was the first one knowing that i had a 401k and to get it i just let's just say to get it now you know there were friends of mine who end up having a 401k or maybe an ira but i don't recall any of those conversations okay all i know is i had a 401k i had six thousand dollars in a matter of a few years and i did not touch it can you imagine i was a little 20 year old fast spending thing <laughs> but i remember um you know having that money before i got married and i was so i was a little disappointed in my ex for making that statement because it was me who had pulled that money out to make certain things happen inside of our household it was me who gave birth and went back to work part-time i was working you know when he met me part-time i was working part-time and i was in school full-time i always had a job i always stayed with a job i always had money of some sort coming from somewhere it didn't matter where it was coming from i always had money and i always do and i always will so i said okay well maybe he's talking about because i didn't ask him you know by this time i just was over my eggs and i was like oh yeah i understand i understand to some regard what he's talking about my ex was the type that didn't want to work anything out so you know what's the point of talking and nothing's going to be get resolved so i went on i took that and i still remember it today and you know all i could think was I wouldn't have that issue if I had focused on what I said I was going to focus on being financially capable, being financially educated, savvy. You know, my ex was not those things. He also had a very similar mindset to money. So our two mindsets, but but the, the, the let me clear something up. The mindset that he came with was we need to put money aside. He did bring the saving aspect. He did bring that it was a temporary saving aspect right because money was coming in fast and going out fast uh after we had the baby so we couldn't really fully save and then he was always paying for other things so he was always a similar mindset giving money away that we didn't have <laughs> oh goodness but quote unquote for a good cause because his family needed money back home they were sick similar mindset that's all i'm seeing right so i connected with somebody who had a very similar mindset financially and of course that didn't do any good caused a lot of damage and that's essentially what this conversation is about today let me have another sip of my tea <laughs> get your tea out girl <coughs> about to choke up over here trying to trying to scoop some tea up <clears throat> excuse me there is and can be a lot of financial dysfunction when you come from a place of 
financial lack, a lack of understanding, a lack of discipline, a lack of obedience, a lack of knowledge. If you don't know what the dollar is capable of, you are essentially abusing it every time you use it unless you're paying for things that you absolutely need. And very rarely was a lot of my money spent on things that I actually needed. Very rarely. Um, not well. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. I got a roof over my head. Bills get paid. They just, you know, as as a general consist con general consensus consensus. Wow, general consensus. From the time I turned 18 until now, at overall, the median is bills get paid when I pay them. And that essentially to me is abusing and not fully utilizing the resources that I can to be capable to use my money the right way you know, and I don't want to do that at all anymore. I have moments where I'm really, I'm amazing with money. I'm telling you, okay. I put money aside. I'm saving. I'm being obedient. When I say amazing, I mean, I'm being obedient. I'm not splurging. I'm not spending, you know, $200 on dinners. I don't buy extremely expensive stuff i go to ross drop 150 dollars and get 10 outfits that's how i shop but that 150 dollars may not even be necessary to spend on clothes when i have a bunch of clothes in the house right and i'm constantly giving things away i'm constantly donating things i donate a bag to the goodwill every right now we're doing it every week and I'm like, look at all this money. This is all money. I'm going to give this to them. They're going to make money from it. And they're probably going to make $20, $10, $5, $1. All of that is money. I want to get to a point where I'm not giving my money away unless somebody needs it. Do you need this dress? Do you need these shoes? Do you need $100? Do you need $1,000? Do you need this new car? Do you need this down payment for a home? Do your children need to eat? Do you need this extra $50? You know, that's what my mindset is right now. I don't want, I prefer to have my money be useful than to watch myself put my money in a black trash bag and donate it. I'm literally heading my money over. And so I said, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Look at all this money I spent on stuff. I'm barely using things. I'm donating stuff. <sighs> Just things that don't, don't really have a value. I could have put that money in my 401k. You know, I could have put a little extra money in my 401k. I could have um, put money aside for my emergency fund. I could have sent that over to a friend who actually needed it for their children for that week. Um, I could have done many things over the, the span of 20 years and I didn't. 
And so I'm changing all of that. I'm restructuring my financial landscape and I'm saying yes to being more financially disciplined. I prefer not to have uncomfortable moments of, am I gonna be able to pay my bills today? Am I going to be able to pay that bill next week? Do I have to ask somebody for the money? Do I need to work the extra job for the money? Do I have to work two jobs, two full-time jobs to be able to afford my lifestyle just to get the necessities? And if you know anything about the South, well, they will work you to death. Slavery did not end, honey. And it's just t- transitioned to a job that requires you to do a lot more work inside a building instead of outside a building at this rate. And I don't know if that's everywhere, but I can definitely smell it here. <laughs> you will slave for your dollar in the South. $13 an hour. <laughs> at a job that wants you to hold five different positions. It's just so disrespectful how society can take advantage and it, what's that word? Exploit people. Ugh. When it comes to work, their time, their mental capacity, It's just disgusting. The US treats us like we're animals, slaved animals in a cage. You do this, you get that. And you have to do a lot of this to get a little bit of that. You have to sacrifice time with your family and your friends to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week just to get 16 hours with your family right because you still have to calculate sleep we're not really there for our kids we don't have time for our partners time for ourselves for goodness sake time for our kids i have to go back to that time to go to church barely got time to cook from scratch time to clean it's just a bit much and Even with all those challenges, I want what I want and I am willing to put in the effort to get it. This time I'm working smarter. I've decided this is what the goal is. I have, I'm intentional, I have purpose. I'm going to do this to get this. I want my $500,000 every year. I'm willing to do this to get to $500,000 every year. I want that three-story home on the lake I'm willing to do this to get that three-story home on the lake I'm very intentional about what I want for my life now versus when I was younger I want better credit so maybe maybe if I decide to move to a gated community in the city and get an apartment you know I want better things financially I want better things for myself that's going to improve my lifestyle which means I need better financial habits I need a better financial attitude and obedience I need to be consistent with my obedience and so that's what that's what's on my heart to focus on right now and it's going to take some time I'm not going to rush it 
I'm going to get as educated as I can simply by reading. You know, I'm just going to grab what I can by reading and looking at YouTube and taking and listening to what people in my my ideal lifestyle are doing differently than what I'm doing today. And I got a lot of insight from a lot of people. You know, there's I have one guy friend who owns a some oh, his house is lavish, honey. Owns a nice home, has two kids, is a single father, both kids in high school, and bills are paid, goes on vacations, you know, kids are taken care of. Those are the things that I like to see. I have another friend. Oh my goodness, I just drew a blank. <laughs> We're just going to leave it there. Oh, okay, I have another friend who, or, um, associate i should say who owns a home owns several properties actually and he's married to his wife and they are i mean they're flying first class left and right but one thing that he mentioned to me was don't chase the money chase the lifestyle now, personally, I'm going to say chase after God because there's abundance in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but if I'm going to be chasing after God, I know exactly where I'm headed. When I pray at nighttime, I can say, God, this is what I want. This is the lifestyle that I'm going for. This is what I want for my family. This is what I want my men to look like, my kids to look like. This is what I want us to do. This is what I want to see. I also want what you have for me. If this aligns with what you have for me, awesome we are on the same page let's let's do it show me what you need me to do so i can get it done so i can have it right because prayer without works is dead so i'm willing to do what's necessary my question to you is what are you willing to do what are you willing to gain to help you get to the next level financially when i say gain gain in knowledge gain in habits gain in regular routine what are you willing to do? What small habits are you willing to do today? What small habits and characteristics are you trying to implement into who you are to make your financial landscape beautiful so that you can continue to provide for yourself, for your family, meet your needs, pay your bills. If somebody needs something, you can give them money. It's not even a question right because that's where i'm going it's not even a question you don't even have to ask just call me and say you need it and i got it that's where i'm headed i want to be there for my family in that way and i know a lot of people are like have this mindset of well they need to work for it you know they also need to get financially educated well, everybody has their own journey at their own time. I'm not going to judge. I've seen my family. I know where we come from. So who am I to judge them? I know where I come from. So who am I to judge them when they're literally coming from the same pit of bullcrap, <laughs> financial bullcrap that I came from? Like crabs in a barrel. Okay. Everybody trying to get to the money. But I want to be the person that's, that, that, assists with pulling us out sometimes people get sick they cannot work sometimes people get hurt they cannot work sometimes your spouse leaves you 
and you need the extra $10,000. Sometimes you have to stop working. Your kids, some the, the school shut down or you missed 10 days because the baby broke their foot at school. Anything is possible. And so I want to be in a position where if any of those things come up at all in my life, I am fully prepared. My next question to you is, are you fully prepared? Are you fully prepared for the possibilities of what's ahead? The good and the ugly. Because we never know what life is going to throw at us. We never know when we're going to have to pay for a funeral. We never know when we're going to have to pay for a wedding, our wedding, $16,000, $20,000 for goodness sakes. We don't know when, or our our daughter's wedding, right? I want to help pay for my daughter's wedding. I want to help. Yeah, you can marry baby. I want to pay for my whole baby's wedding if I can. When I say if I can, if that's if his if her husband let me, if she should decide to get married, I want to be able to pay for that. I want to be able to, you know, I told you in the last couple of episodes, buy her a thirty thousand dollar car when she graduates from high school. I want to be able to do those things. I want to be prepared, right? And so, are you prepared? Are you ready for what's to come financially, the good and the ugly? I'm going to let you sit with that. And I'm going to simply say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Come back for like money Mondays. Mom on a millionaire journeys. Moms get the money. What's good? Mommies. We have to have some conversations about mom life. Oh, that's just that's just going to happen. OK, it has to happen because. I'm seeing way too much stuff on social media and I really want to give my two cent on overcoming your ex, meaning overcoming your spouse, being a single parent, getting ahead financially. I'm very passionate about those things. I am the person who has been through all of that. Okay. And I am thriving. Okay. I'm surviving and thriving, surviving in some areas, thriving in others, but we on our way G. Okay. So (laughs) me trying to be hood. The hood is somewhere in there. I guess it's not open. The doors to the hood is not open tonight. So I'm giving you the watered down hood. Uh, (laughs) But thanks for tuning in. Tune in for the next episode right now. I'm doing every other week. And if you get an episode the following week, uh oh, the popo is about to go get somebody. <laughs> if you, if y'all hear the um, sirens, because I'm living in the more like city area now. But if you get an episode in between time, then just be blessed with that. Right now, I really want to focus on every other week. Give us some time to fully process what it is that I'm saying. And also, I mean, for myself included, and also so that we can continue to do our homework because some of us still need to work on our financial journal, writing down all of our bills. I mentioned this in episode 14, writing down, you know, how we're paying those bills, where the money's coming from, our income, how we feel things of that nature. So let's go ahead 
and tune in for the next episode i believe that's episode 17 wow hey we getting up there hello y'all and if you love this episode be sure to share it come talk to me say hi to me on instagram at the perny show and toodles